Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Hi. Hi, Jules. I'm so happy that we're together. Right. Like, because not only, normally, I kind of don't know who I'm going to interview, so I try not to look them up and, you know, get an idea of who they are. But you're different because you're my buddy. <laughs> and uh, and just like when I interviewed Keisha, she was my buddy. And so we had a ball. So I'm just super looking forward to this. So this was like mutually beneficial on the level of like, I get to hang out with you. I agree. And I get to do your makeup. I agree. And then I get to ask you about all the amazing work that you're doing. So, And I like that you started with I'm yeah. different because that's probably like... <laughs> Yeah, you special. <laughs> we know. Uh, no, it's an honor to hang out with you. And I'm excited we're in the same place in the same at the city same at one time. Right, 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 right. Right. So what's been up since the last time I saw you? What are you working um, on? So I think that I feel like I've acquired more titles <laughs> with, <laughs> with every passing day. I, I think that in addition to being on air at G100, also the director of the station, and then doing work on our sister station, which is Rewind 107.9, and then becoming the public service director, which oversees all of our community outreach for our radio group, while also still growing two businesses. So I lost <laughs> the track. law firm. I lost track of <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I didn't. I have a palette and a brush in my hand, but I really needed a notepad and a pen. Like, the real is I'm tired. No, but also my, you know, and growing my own business. So Mia talks. I think I will I can probably say that I've been functioning three years mm-hmm. um and doing social media, branding, marketing for companies. Literally, like so earlier this week, I'm teaching uh classes to a company about how to do social media effectively. And then I think um at some point I'm looking at someone's website, telling them what to do to make it better and more interactive and price pointing things. So while running a radio station and doing all that and so like the, nonstop interviews. So you mentioned the radio station and then so give a shout out to your radio station. G one hundred, the throwback station. The throwback <laughs> That station keeps us dancing. All it is, it's, uh, I think it's juvenile, back that thing up. That's like the national anthem, oh the twerking gosh. anthem. It's back, like, back, back it up, back, It back. totally takes me way back to, right. the, to my um, high school days and just, you know, being on the dance team and just, you know. Getting it. it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So um, now second station that you mentioned. Is Rewind 107.9, which is. It's classic hits, so 70s, 80s, 90s, which obviously before we started this, I was jamming out to the 80s music. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, which is then on my normal day. That's right. why I love the rewind So Prince, mm-hmm. Madonna, um, Bee Gees, a little, um, we mix some gin blossoms and some other things along with more that bring that into the 90s a little bit too. So how do you feel that the radio station has helped with it because you also have a lot of purpose within you and that's really what I wanted to dig into in this interview um how do you feel the radio station helps you well it gives you a gigantic platform I think I've been doing this now for 16 years and I know people will not believe that (laughs) it's a huge platform and I've always known that though I don't think that um it's, it's never been about being famous or it's always been about how could I serve? And I remember I am from Atlanta and I started in radio kind of like college in Arizona. And then I came back to Atlanta and we were doing this turkey drive for Kroger, right? Like you're coming out and you're sitting in front of Kroger and you're trying to make sure that people have a good Thanksgiving. And so we're collecting turkeys And I was like, God, I can do this and get paid for it at the same time, like do good and um, give back and still have a good career. And I I guess the rest is history. (laughs) Seriously. And thank you, Kroger, because for without you (laughs) and the turkey drive, I don't know. I probably, who knows? So as far as Mia Talks Mm -hmm. goes, I, we were together at the Women's Rock yeah. platform and you were representing Mia Talks and yeah. I was there as uh, Jules Loves Me 
And um, But she did a great job teaching you. people how to love themselves. You know what? I handed out a whole bunch of permission slips that day. Right. You know, I think we had about 150 women or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and all those ladies, as I was speaking, they were so hungry mm -hmm. for the permission slips that I was speaking about. And I just felt like, yes, here you go. Here you go. Because sometimes that's all you need is right. just someone else to give you that permission. Hopefully not everybody needs that all the time, but right. in that moment of just realization where you're like, you know what? I do need some self-care mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. need to make time for it. Right. I need to know that putting that's okay. you on your list. Yes. Put you on your list. And you got to put it first. So yeah, we were at women rock and I think not only, not only was I celebrating launching my business, I think I had launched like my own fashion thing at that point. You had t-shirts. Uh-huh. Um, and very much designed to motivate and inspire women. And I think that's probably a core part of our friendship, I would yeah, think, is yeah. to just be really centered and connect to other people. Uh -huh. And so with me at Talks, so I think it's it's interesting because, so everybody knows TED Talks, right? Like that's TED Talks and TED Talks are cool. And I think that what I do for companies is I just help them and make them smarter at what they do and help them to become more efficient or faster in an, in an ever-changing digital marketplace. Um, and talking is connectivity, right? So it's like everything starts with a conversation. If it's training someone, if it's being the voice of a company, um, and it doesn't matter if it's radio or if it's a small business, it's all one and the same. So Mia talks. And, and I look now... And I go, I've had companies that have won awards, um, you name it, doing great branding campaigns. And it's really not about me getting the credit. It's about watching these local businesses be successful. So do you feel like their mission and what they're doing is in alignment with what Mia Talks is doing? Is I think that that's a, I think that's a, a core priority. I, there's, especially when you're, it's like relationship, right? So at the end of the day, everything, every person has values or should have values <laughs> or maybe your, or, or your values could be changing. Right. So I think that what matters to me when I look at, at a partnership with a company is how much they care about Savannah and the low country. That really matters to me. Like the profit part will come, I think, if you make the right decisions, but it, it matters to me that they, they put their names and their their feet in the dirt and take stake in, in making this community better or giving opportunities or creating jobs or investing in education or hiring local, whatever, whatever that could be. Right. And I ask that because I know how busy you are. Like I know, like I said, I'd lost track of all the things that you were saying because you, you're so in demand and you've got so many projects that you're working on. So I would only think that the people that you're aligning yourself with even if they are paying clients, you know, mm -hmm. that they would be what's going to further your mission with me at talk. So they grow me. I mean, and I can, they I, grow you. They do. I love that. Absolutely. And I can, um, I know for sure there's a, um, woman, Tanya Reed, and she's a co-owner of Henry plumbing. She's the CFO and she's such a phenomenal woman in business and she leads, but she leads by example. Mm -hmm. And she loves seeing her employees successful, I think that, that that's the, the it, but I could also tell you like now I'm also getting, you know, calls from, from places like Gulfstream and they're like, Hey, can you come in and motivate our students and cheer on our students and our student leadership program? And honestly, talking to Gulfstream yesterday, they were like, what's the values? And it's, we want to see our kids and our community successful. And I love that. I mm -hmm. love that in some small way. We can take a, we can take a, a, a bite out of um, education or disadvantage or lack of opportunities and kind of make something really give back to Savannah. What were the age group of the? So the high school, they're high schoolers. So student leadership program starts ninth grade and it goes all the way to their senior year and basically it's to success track them into any college or technical school and open up doors to move into higher education and um, long-term 
career success. And it was really a project that was started because of the educational needs here in the community. And so now you've got kids that are moving through. And and, it, and the bigger part for me is to have a chance to go in and celebrate them. They're getting ready. Um, well, they've had an end of the year award ceremony. And just to be able to stand up there and cheer them on and say, you're amazing yeah. and you're inspiring and to keep at it. That's I everything. That so, much. so I love cheering on kids. Right. It's the best. Right. It's the best. I love when, you know, Julian, my son is five now. So I love those opportunities where I know that I'm planting that good hmm. seed because you can feel it and you see it, you know, and, uh, and it's just like the favorite part of the work, you know? And I don't have kids yet. So like, think about this, that for me, like, that is how I honor kids. Like that's the maternal part of, um, who I'm able to be because I could go, Oh, I don't have any kids, but no, I have thousands of babies that I've worked with That's the truth. Um, yeah. and that I've had a chance to impact. And in some ways, I, I suppose if, if life has a, a way of making sense, it's also a reminder to be thankful for what you have. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, you don't have to be, uh, like a biological parent to support a child oh, yeah. or to be a part of a child's success. You can get out there and make, make one child or make many children oh, a priority. Yeah. It was funny when, um, when I found out I was having a boy the first time around because everyone said, I thought you were going to have a girl, right? Mm. Because being, I guess beauty just kind of makes you assume I would have a girl. And I, and I said, I would always say, I have lots of girls. I have lots That's of true. them. All the dolls. I have so your, many. All your dolls. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I, I feel like a mom to many of right. the girls. So. Yeah. Yeah. So now you did a lot of work with the, uh, the R. Kelly. Oh God. <laughs> Don't say R. Kelly in this interview. Yeah. Can we mute him from this? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Scratch that. <laughs> we will cut that out. But, but I, I wanted to talk about that you were so vigilant on making sure that that got shut down mm. and you did your part in radio. And mm. so what I want to say is that it brought my attention to it. And I wanted to thank you for that because mm. I really, I don't watch TV. Mm. I don't even have a TV. So it, it gave me an opportunity to realize what was going on on that level. And so that work was really important. Uh, so I wanted to thank you about that. Did you want to say anything about that? Sure. Um, <laughs> It's, it's such a multi-layered issue. I think that personally, I mean, my mom was a victim of sexual assault. I was a victim of sexual assault. And um, it took a long time for my mom to talk about it. And um, so um, I don't know. I don't want to make it anything other than just doing the right thing. I think that the biggest challenge of people coming forward is people listening. And I think that we're in a critical time for people to listen to people. I think outside of just talking or, or just social media activism, I think it's actually listening to people. And I think specifically as, as a, as a black woman, that there is an inequality of who gets heard. And with these women, they have been coming forward. Reporters have been coming forward. People around the schools have been coming forward. And because these girls and women were more marginalized, it was as if their truth didn't matter or that they were money hungry or gold diggers or attention seeking, or they knew what they were getting into with, R. Kelly. And I just think like, how dare anyone say that it's okay to hurt a child? Like we're talking, you know, we're what? talking about children. What? Like how dare anyone say it's okay to hurt an adult woman who's, who doesn't deserve to be hurt. And so I think that, um, I used to look at being a woman in my industry as like this challenge or curse. Cause it's so many guys, but that moment in history um, the level of, um, empathy, compassion, understanding the, the, um, recognizing the voice that I had, um, it was all right. And 
to then see other women in radio take the same position and not only take the same position, but it forced the radio stations and the record label to make change. Yes, yes, yes. And I felt like you were so, you were leading us. You led Savannah on that. And I was so proud of you. I was so proud because I knew how hard that was. And I knew that it was a big deal. And I just wanted you to know I was sending you so much love during that because it was something that you could have decided not to be a part of. It could have been something that you said, well, I'll let everybody else do. And you didn't. You didn't hide. You didn't hide. And I wanted you to know I saw you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. But like I said, it's really... It, it's for every victim that's out there. And that, vic- that victimization has no color. It has no respect to class or, or any of that, that there are so many people that are out there hurting and people are just asking for people to listen to them. And, and the silence is what is, is what allows people to live in this shame and, and it's breaking that silence. Yes. Brene Brown talks about that, that shame requires the silence, Mm -hmm. you know, the the isolation in order for it to grow exponentially. Mm -hmm. So when you shine light on it, when you Mm -hmm. expose it, it can't grow, you know, it can't live there. And that's what you were doing. So, ugh, shame. What a beast. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So now as far as um, your future works (laughs) with, uh, with your your beautiful light and sharing it with the world, what are some things that are on your radar? What are some things that God is putting in your mm. in your soul? Well, um, I that's a great question. <laughs> I'm going to try to give you the the most soulful answer uh, that I can. I think that um, I'd love to be a mom, and that that process has been quite a journey. Um, and if that is something that naturally happens or that's something that comes in other ways. We'll see how that, how that goes. Um, and that's probably like the biggest heart string on my heart. And it's hard to, it's hard to lean into that because I've been so career focused for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like a part of me is, um, missing that's not here yet. And so I, I don't even know how to make that make sense outside of just knowing that. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I've done well with the gifts that I've been given and the opportunities and the platforms that I've been given. Um, I think that I, I want to use my talents for good. I don't have a specific next step though. I, I try to be present and I, there's not like, Oh, I'm going to this place or I want to. Yeah. But I know? mean, like, is there, is there any kind of, well, I guess with being a mom, so you're feeling that kind of stir within your spirit. Oh, more than that's... stir. It's like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You're like, Oh, I it's just... real. Well, I got, I got two babies. If you want to, I know, you need to get that baby right? Totally. Control, and then I can I mean, send them home with you. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> no, I'd like I can to have that, some to raise with yours. I can be that friend for you too. <laughs> you can come over, snuggle my kids, go back home. Um, so I guess if we go non-deeply personal, um, if I've, we go non-deeply personal, <laughs> why would we not go non-deeply personal? Um, I think that I've been involved. I've been involved in politics for a while and I haven't necessarily talked about it publicly. So I, I guess this is a good time to talk. Hey. About it. So I worked on campaigns probably the entire time I've ever lived in Savannah. People might not know that. So from Michelle Nunn to Hillary Clinton um, and... Um, disclaimer, views and values do not reflect. (laughs) 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 And um, most recently um, in the last legislative session, taking up House Bill 8, which was to remove the um, feminine hygiene product tax was one of the big issues. And I'm public affairs chair for Junior League. So, um, So politics, right? Like I know we're in this time of like, everybody's talking about politics. I'm talking about something that's like working on things that bring people together. I think that the biggest opportunity we have locally, um, nationally is to figure out how to work together, like to 
to be a collective. I think um, if it's being born of mixed heritage, I've probably always known that without without having someone tell me that. Yeah the importance of bringing different things together because that's what makes the human experience. That's what makes America truly great is you have all of these unique people, unique perspectives on all sides from the right to the left. And I've learned that people working together is how effective change happens, right? So when you're representing like an organization like the Junior League, right? And you bring 10,000 women and then you take that voice and you take it to the Capitol, people listen to you and going in front of legislators and talking about issues from the feminine hygiene bill to how women in construction, how they're, ha how they have access to contracts and how those need to be looked at with GDOT certification. I'm actually taking issues that impact what goes on now, but also in the long term for the success of female business owners, you name it. Um, that's been a fun ride. And and my job has allowed me to do this. <laughs> I was going to say, is this working alongside you? Um, but I also think that um, people have different um, opinions about should people take positions. And as long as I have a voice, I'm going to use it. So oh, yeah. I'm pretty clear about that. So do you think you might ever run for any type of office or anything like that? Or would you like to stay on the support side of it? That's a really good question. Um, hmm. I'm just doing I'm going to keep thinking about that one. Say, you can just keep thinking about it while I keep doing your eyeshadow. <laughs> I'm going to keep thinking about that one. What, I, what I'm excited about is, so as we talk about... Um, the league, one of the things that I am bringing forward is um, training more women to run for office. And this is the junior league. Through the junior league okay. of Savannah. Um, we're going to do some education on empowering women to run for office, um, negotiating for salaries, you name it. So I just want to keep being a part of things that make a difference. Um, you know, so we we briefly like spoke about the law firm, right? And man's law. But one of the things um, that I, I can tell you is back, back it up for the sure. listeners who maybe sure. don't understand what man's law is. Sure. So it's our family law firm. Um, my husband's the attorney, but let me, let me break it down really simple to you. DJ Puff, Sean, Sean Trey Grant. He was a um, anti-violence, anti-guns activist in Savannah. Um, my husband took on that case to, to bring some answers and some justice to Sean Trey's family. And that's real, real work, right? It's not, again, not about me, not about us, but when you have a person who's out there and they're doing the right things, they're having the conversations to end violence. They're having the conversations to, and gun violence in our community and to support positive change. And we lose those people who stands up for them. And so to be able to know that again, in some small way, standing on the right side of history for our city. Mm -hmm. That's God bless the work. God bless the work that you guys are doing for this major. And you and your husband are such a dynamic duo. I love it. I love it. We're a work in progress. <laughs> hey, are we all though? That's it. That is it. We are a work in progress. Um, so with, um, with the work that you guys are doing with the law firm, is there, um, cause you, I've, I've seen lots of things that you guys are doing together. Is that all in through with junior league as well? Or no, I think that, so, um, the, it was my goal, actually, my first goal before radio was to be an attorney. And so it's interesting how the universe works. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. True story. Um, so, um, outside of being his biggest fan, if it comes down to, um, any type of like any like PR marketing community outreach, I think those are things that you as a small business owner, you just kind of learn how to do together if you want the person you're with to be successful. Uh -huh. But the mission, and, and this is 
this never changes. The mission is to um, advocate for those who've been hurt and to really to just provide some level of protection and care for our community. And that's, I mean, again, I think that's just being in service with your talents. And it's not gimmicky. It's not, we're just not that it's way. The work. Yeah. yeah. It's the work. It's the blessed work that y'all do. So what type of law exactly does he practice? Um, personal injury. Um, personal injury, wrongful death. Um, work-related injuries and things like that. Gotcha. And he's really smart, <laughs> which is probably why I married him. Um, <laughs> which is a fun story of how y'all met. Will oh. you please tell it? Oh, it has to do with you. I know, that's what I'm saying. I can tell this? Oh. Yeah, 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 tell it, tell it Okay, so I had a hot date on a fashion night out on Broughton Street with you. <laughs> Called you up and I'm like, Hey, you don't know me. My name is Mia and um, I'd really like to interview you. And you're doing, who was your, um, who was the impersonator? We you? had a Ryan Gosling impersonator. And I want to come meet your Ryan Gosling impersonator. <laughs> Which and was like brilliant marketing, by the way. So we had our photo booth, like the, the red carpet mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. of deal where you could come in and take your picture with our Ryan Gosling. Mm -hmm. So we had marketing that went around town that said, hey, girl. Right. No. And so I was like, hey, I know you're really popular. You're like, hey, girl. Right. I'm like, I know you're really popular and you're a superstar. Would you have time for this little radio weirdo? And you're like, sure, I'll be busy, but sure. I'll yeah, make time I was, for you. I was literally launching the makeup yes. line. Yeah. And I was running. I was the department head for the fashion show that was happening simultaneously on opposite ends of Broughton Street. And there was like a makeover you were doing on site, lips and eyes, yeah. and it was busy. It was like, how many things can I fit that's into what you a do. day? That's, that's what, what you, I did at that point. That's yeah. what you do. Still, now it's just babies and yes, business. Now it's babies on the farm. <laughs> I'm like, it's cool. How many babies can I hold at one time? Um, so I get downtown and I'm excited to like meet you and interview you and I get to um, meet you and interview you and take pictures with the, the Ryan Gosling impersonator. And lo and behold, I was um, doing work for our sister station, Bob 1069, holding their country puppet. And if you ever want to know how to get a guy hold a puppet in your hand, at least that worked for me. Um, and I'm like... Hello, sir. Do you want to look? Have you turned your knob to Bob? Because I'm weird. And um, <laughs> and I guess that sucks him in. Yes. But if you let him tell it, he says he met me on a street corner on Broughton. So it depends on which version of the story. They're both equally true. One's a lot more sophisticated or maybe not. But, that is so So funny. yeah, that was our first night, Savannah Fashion Night Out. So after I met... So I met, I fell in love with you first, then I fell in love with my husband oh my after goodness, that. So yeah. much love in the air. And right. your energy was so, like, I could not wait to meet you in person because oh. you were glowing. Because I was stalking you. No, you were glowing. <laughs> the phone. I mean, I was so excited. I was like, Mia's coming. Oh. I, I was like, I thought I was late to the party. I didn't know you were kind of new to town. So Very I'm new. Like, yeah. Who's Mia? I don't know, but she's amazing. Whoever she I is. I know. And like, we need to bring Savannah Fashion Night Out back because that was the last year that was. that was like the official. Uh, um, I'll tell you what, though, if it never comes back, it went out with guns blazing. It was. Yes. Good job to you. Thanks. Good job. So that's right. That's when I fell in love with you as well. Yeah. I was up and down Broughton Street just doing work and then running a party. It was so weird. Like, I'm hosting a party. And yeah, so that's great. Shout out to my friend, Travis, who was the Ryan Gosling impersonator. He did a great. He was so funny. <laughs> he was very hot. He did a good job. <laughs> he really does look like Ryan Gosling. He did a really good but, job. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was, uh, that's always a fun story. So whenever I see you chat, I'm like, oh, it reminds me of. But we have another connection, which is Unity Church, because yeah. we both get into um, being Unitarians. And I think. Um, in fairness, has anyone ever explained this in an interview what a Unitarian is? No, and I call myself a unitic, so I <laughs> <laughs> unicorn. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so unity, and, and this is this is actually how I got to know you because yes, I knew you through the business side, but I actually think I really became a fangirl of you when you were speaking at the Unity Church and you came up and I was like, oh. I know her, but I'm very different at church. So like, if you, if anybody ever sees me at church, I don't talk a lot. I like 
I stay to myself. I'm in and out for a, a purpose, right? right? right, right. Um, and so it's like mildly antisocial. But um, so you get up there and you share your heart and you share like the person that you've become in going to the Unity Church. And you shared like how values and spirit and being led by heart-centered work and how that was going to change and shape and influence all of the future decisions that you made. And now look at your path. I mean, so to be a part of that talk and, and let me say this as a person who talks for a living, you can talk all day and never have to be vulnerable, right? Like this is vulnerable, but you were so willing to go into that place of vulnerability And I think that that helped me as a person to understand that that's a value in Savannah because um, I think that nothing would be possible if without in some capacity trying to put my whole heart on the table. If it's putting your whole heart into a marriage or your whole heart into a radio station or your whole heart into figuring out solutions in the community, it's very heart-based and it's highly vulnerable. People are going to hurt you and say no and tell you something sucks. And you got to like trust that you're going to keep doing what you need to do. Um, and I think that that's been like a consistent theme of no matter what it feels like or what it looks like, or how many people are cheering you on, you have to remember why you're doing what you're doing, right? Like it's, it's, um, it's so much bigger and deeper. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for sharing that. Cause it's, it's, you inspire me all the time. My heart is just like crying. over. And here you make me lean into vulnerability. You're like stay vulnerable, Mia, stay, sit in your stay heart. Open, stay open. <laughs> That's where the good is. That's where all the creativity is. That's where all the beauty is. Cause then we were like, I call you Joel's help. Yeah. And I'm like, I got you girl. <laughs> I am your you probably answered a few SOS calls for me and you have. And, and I think that it's an honor to share that space with you, just so you know, not it's, it's, you know, it's not always easy to open up. So, you know, but I, I think it's understanding, like being a girl born in Georgia, again, being mixed and looking at the South as this place. It's like always got these bigger issues that you're, that, that are sometimes so much bigger than you. And I used to like, when I was little, I'm like, oh God, why'd you make me so different? Like, uh, you know, like I don't fit into one group. I, I don't fit into one way. I don't like, I, I love everybody. I want everybody to be successful. And people like oftentimes through your life, through anybody's life will try to tell you how to be or what you should be or, you know, how you should talk, any of that kind of stuff. And like to then come back to Georgia, like after I'd moved all around for radio and to, in some capacity have had to make peace with myself. And in that same space of making peace with myself to be able to just give a very pure form of love to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the work though. That's yeah. the work. So I, I love that you brought up being different in the South because I can <laughs> absolutely relate to that. I'm always an other. <laughs> I'm like Hispanic at this point is not on the form. Mm-hmm. Really? I'm still just an other. So, mm-hmm. you know, like where I grew up in, in this tiny town in central Florida, shout out to Sebring. Mm-hmm. It's like orange groves everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, predominantly white or it's like white or black. That's mm-hmm. it. You know? And so mm-hmm. it was really for me, like, who are you going to kind of side with? Mm. And I never wanted to. So Mm. I I always, my principal, my assistant principal in middle school used to joke and he said, I watch you, you bounce from group to group to group Mm. to group. And I Mm. said, because I want to be friends with everybody. I don't want to just be the one person who's in this group. I want to get to know everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody has something interesting Mm -hmm. and fun for me, you know, that's always been my kind of take on it. But even our hair, for Mm. example, like, do you straighten it? Right. Is it going to be curved? No, not in Savannah, it- you can't straighten your hair. Even if you try. <laughs> Try. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work. Try, try to be cute. Try right. to be cute with straight hair. <laughs> right, right. See how long the frizzy best go last. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that that's, I, I, and I, I suppose that's where you realize whatever you're born with, 
however you're born, like that is your gift, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, you should not only want to connect, I think, but take in perspectives and to see things through all of those multi-layered lenses, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think we live in a, in a critical time where everything is changing. Voices, like the voices that people are listening to, um, beauty, right? Like, and I think back, you can think 10, 20 years ago, right? Like, I don't know, years ago. right? Yeah, yeah. Like you might not see us and you definitely were not going to see women who were full spectrum of colors and body shapes and wearing natural hair versus if you wanted to wear extensions, you could do that as well. So like time is evolving and the, and thank God, um, because what I like, and I know this about you, beauty is already there, right? Like beauty is always here. It's up to the rest of us to honor and acknowledge that. Right. So like, and, and I like, I can't say enough um, about my pride in being a black and Native American and Iranian woman. And I think that there's so much to that. Like there's so many, there's so many layers of history and narratives that have been shaped by other people. And because I'm all of those things, I know that one, there's no struggle that I'm going to encounter in life that's going to compare to the struggle that people before me had to. There's not a day where having the platform that I have, there are millions who never have a voice. And I, I guess like holding that and feeling that even when like, oh, should I go here? Should I speak this moment of truth? Should I address this? Should I talk about this? Yes because there's so many that don't have a voice. Um, and, and that's like the why I do what I do. And it doesn't matter if whatever, whatever it looks like right now, it'll evolve. Like I already know it'll evolve into something else. And I just try to stay true to, it's cool to be you, just how you are. You don't have to be anything else. You don't have to do things to impress people and impress guys or like you being used enough. Right. And we need to hear that all the time, but in as many voices as possible and through so many open hearted people such as yourself, because it takes so long to hear it to where you actually believe it, you know? So you speaking that as a black Native American Iranian woman, my goodness, you have like, <laughs> you are just like, just a ball of spice. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just to represent so many different groups including being a woman, you yeah. know, it's like, we, we just need all of the honest, truthful messages. So every single time that you show up, thank you. Every mm -hmm. single time that you take that moment of truth to speak the truth and not just know it, but to speak it, to live it. Thank you for all of us. Cause we need it. You know, mm -hmm. we need it. And I appreciate thank your platform. You. That's why you, you have your platform. And this is, girl, you know, it's just the beginning for you. Oh. You know it, you thank know you. it. And it's just going to continue because we need to have space in this world for your voice and, and your big heart, you know, so. Hopefully, <sighs> hopefully it opens up more spaces for, for more voices yeah. and more hearts. I because think you that's give, the. You will give the courage to others because it's an example. Like you said, you heard me do my talk mm -hmm. and share. And that was my very first time ever, you know, doing something like that. And I was so scared and so much was, you know, surging through me at that point but it was what you needed in that moment to hear, to see, to feel, you know, and you do that for others because you set the example just by showing up, even though you don't necessarily maybe know the words or you know what you're going to do. All you have to do is be open and show up. And then, you know, the divine flows through and gives you everything that it's supposed to be. The tone of the truth hits the heart the way it needs to. So is there anything that you want to cover that we haven't talked about? Cause I need to finish doing your makeup. Okay. It's like, this is like the hardest I've ever had. Cause I just want to like, like just look at you and talk to you and just love you. Um, no, I, I think that, like I said, I'm, I'm very thankful. I'm very, very, I'm very thankful for this opportunity just to sit with you as a friend. Um, and thank you to Paprika Southern for even wanting to include me 
it is an honor to serve Savannah and that's it's Savannah and our community first. And I hope that, um, and I say this all the time to people like you are the, the biggest champion of whatever you want to see happen here. Right. Like, and it's, it's definitely not about me, which is why I told you like doing interviews. I'm like, Oh, I don't need any more attention. I feel like, and that's a struggle. I think talk about that for a second. Cause we were chatting about it lightly before we started. Cause I was trying not to talk to you so we could get all the goodness on, you know, on the right. record, but of being uh, a public private yeah, I was human gonna say it's really it's such a battle you know to have that boundary if you will with your personal life with your i, I said being an extroverted introvert you know so mm -hmm. you have to have that public so tell me a little bit about the battle well so i think that so if people like if people follow me on social media i think that i am vulnerable like i i think that if you were to I go agree with that like, I feel that I'm known in the sense of I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to talk about the, the journey of, um, trying to have kids, or I'm not ashamed to talk about, um, how I'm feeling about my body or like losing weight or, or, or anything, or just like, Hey, somebody needs inspiration. Like, I think that I'm willing to be known, but I also think that I'm a very internal person, which probably um, confuses a lot of people when I say being internal, because I go in first mm -hmm. with my stuff. It doesn't matter if it's the good stuff or if it's the, um, bad stuff. I think that it's all in here. Mm -hmm. And so I think for people who can like live way out loud and they can post everything and share everything and, um, that's just not, it's not who I am. Like, and I've, and I, and I've had to ask myself like several times where people are like, Oh, if you did this more, you, you could do this or you could, and I'm like, right. That's yeah. frightening to who I like. I don't, I, I don't, um, like I'm not living my life to gain followers. I'm living my life because I, I need to figure it out. <laughs> Amen. You're like, I posted this picture because I wanted to show up in my timeline next year. And I, and I post normal pictures, right? So like, I'm not perfect. Like, and I try to remember that I, nobody's perfect. Like, right. it doesn't matter what filter you put on it. It Amen. doesn't matter how cool you look. Like, um, and, and it's also interesting because like, I'm a public person, but everybody else in my life is not necessarily public. So protecting, yeah. let me say that too, protecting what's real, what is um, true is very important. So it, it those are things that you have to kind of like figure out because my mom doesn't love showing up on my social media timeline. Right. It's like, I'm not on social media. Why? Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. But, um, I, and I also think there's some things that are just cool just to be private about. Yeah. Like if anything, maybe like you can know me for the work that I've done, or you can, you can see that, that work. Right. Yeah. But like, it's not about sucking people into my orb. I'm just totally not about that. Yeah. And I think it's really important for you to say that because there's so many people that feel behind, I think, you know, if they're not sharing enough, if they're, if something really cool happens and there's not a picture to prove it, it's like, mm. did it really happen? It's like, of course it happens. It's, mm. you know, and so I think that with the social media, the way it is, you mm. know, and the gaining more followers, how many likes mm. can you get kind of mm. trap that we all can get sucked into it's really important to remember not everybody's feeling like that, you know? And I think that I heard, I heard a, um, a saying that people struggle to be happy for other people. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you see someone who's sharing something that's good, that's amazing. That's wonderful. I think there's one, like, I love liking and being in people's comments and like, you were say, like the best. I love that though. Right. But like, I do, I love that because I recognize like they might not hear that applause in their workspace, they might not hear that applause at home. And I like, we assume, okay, well, people have a family. That doesn't mean they go home and people cheer them on. That doesn't mean that someone's pouring life back into them. So I think as we talk soul, I like to pour life, right? Like, so I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and I like, I, I think that everyone, whether they know it or not, 
um, has a deep sense of value and a deep sense of beauty that goes way beyond how many likes a photo gets, right? It goes way beyond um, the stuff that we see. And we have to remember, it's not the stuff that we see that ever really matters. It's a lot of times what's underneath and what you don't see and the things that people aren't talking about. So for me, going on social media and talking about potentially almost being a victim of trafficking or things like that, well, I had to deal with all that stuff before I could go on social media and um, realize that my life could have ended up in a very different place. Mm. But to be able to share it and go, oh my God, I'm glad that I had a, I used to think my mom was crazy for like hovering. And now I'm like, no, it's real. You know, like people pray on you. People can pray on people, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. We were about to close this thing up and then you like threw a, threw a major bomb on me. I'm like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> no, but oh you know gosh. what I mean? But that's... No, 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 no. I just mean of like that side of your story that mm. that, that was yes, also... Yes, my life could have been vastly different. I did not know that. And I think that that, that will, I mean, any, any one of us, right? Like there is a, a side and it's for... For me, I can tell you, I know the side of being a survivor as much as I do winning in certain areas of my life. And that survivor component of my personality never forgets that there are millions of other people or individuals who are going through it. And I used to like, oh, like I embrace darkness as much as I do light, right? Why do I have to go through this darkness? Why do I have to? And you look at it like, hmm life why do you have to be so hard why do you have to be so hard life all the lessons but once you go through the hardest moments you can face anything mm -hmm. and that's that's like the one thing i know for sure you may get into moments where you're like i cannot believe this is my life mm -hmm. but you have to get up and you got to go forward mm -hmm. and how would you know how strong you are and that you can go through that, that you can get up, that you can continue mm. forth if you didn't have a situation to teach you that. And I think um, the myth of the strong woman mm. is what it is. Mm -hmm. I think that you can be strong and still need somebody to That's call. That's the truth. And let me tell you what, the, the other side of being a strong woman is that other people think that you don't need anything. Mm. And so... I and I'm needy. <laughs> check on me. Check on me, please. I'm, I'm needy. probably okay, but right. just in case I'm not okay. Well, and I have know? to do self checks. I mean, that might That's mean the thing. like, That's the thing. did I go to sleep? Right. Oh, right, right. did I like yes. get up and go work Treat out? Treat yourself like a toddler. Put your bed self to bed mm -hmm. early. Eat well. Drink water. Mm -hmm. Take a nap. You know all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Cry. Right. Cry. And just and whatever. To. Yeah. And so the thing that I have been practicing now with going through having the twins and, mm -hmm. you know, having so many transitions happening because even though they're great transitions and they're beautiful and it's like what we've been praying for and all that kind of stuff, there is a certain amount of chemicalization that happens. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, a unity term, mm -hmm. meaning that as you're letting go of your old and the new comes in, your brain is actually changing. And so in that chemicalization, there's a lot of, you know, tears and, you know, kind mm -hmm. of cleansing. Because as the dross is getting burned off the gold, what does it have to do? It has to go through the fire. And so in that process, you know, we all want the gold. Mm -hmm. We all want to shine. But you've got to be able to let go of all that dark mm -hmm. and let it, let it be taken from you in mm -hmm. order to make room for all the light. So And how many... So check in on your strong Right, clients. right. <laughs> and how many moms needed to hear that? That mm -hmm. it's okay to be... Um, to be in process and, and feel the feelings, right? And feel your feelings. I think that, like, for a long time, I just like to eat my feelings. So I mean, <laughs> it'll manifest that way, right? Right? Or you'll scroll. Uh, or you your can drink your feelings. Right? 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 Um, but your feelings are valuable. And let and let me say this. So, radio path, right? That's a path, and you have the path of falling in love and. And then you realize there's life after you do all those checklist things, right? You, you, you do the checklist. Um, but my business, and, and it's, it's true, like Mia Talks was birthed out of teardrops. And mm. every, every dark moment also serves as a gift to 
to become something you don't even know you're going to become. So if you would have told me this would be my journey in Savannah, I wouldn't have known any of that. Um, but embracing all of that. And then in your feelings, also, I think it creates a safe space for other people to show up vulnerable and honest yes. and yes. real with you. And you know this in the work that you do where there's no judgment. Um, there's trust. Uh, and, and I can say that hands down, I've been trusted with a lot here and, and, and knowing that and sitting in that space and just valuing people and moments and experiences for what they are. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yay, thank so you. how can we find you? Oh, goodness gracious. Self-promotion. All right. Let me get this. Correct. This is right. the moment. So we can <laughs> support you, follow you, love you some more. Um, so a few places. Um, my website is www.miatalks.com. Um, all things radio for G100. We are G100savannah.com. G100savannah on everything. Um, the Mance Law Firm, it's mancelaw.com, same on Facebook. And you can follow personally at Mia on the radio. And that's, yeah. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. And it's easy with someone like you. Oh, thank you. And I know that the seeds that we planted today are going to flourish and bloom into some exponential work. So thank you. I love you. Love you. I could hug you all day. Uh, okay, stay there though, because I really got to finish your makeup. <laughs> You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today, support and join our mission by donating on www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you, and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, You can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit patreon.com slash julesloves.me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you.